Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hey there, gardening world. Today, we are going to unlock one of the mysteries of gardening, clay soil. On episode 13, how to fix your clay soil. We're going to go in and just start to unravel this thing that has been such a challenge for so many people. In in the U.S. where we are, many of the gardeners and farms that we know and work with have clay soil. Most of you guys have it out there, as well as other people in other countries around the world. So how do you know if you have clay soil? Everybody out in your garden on a, on a rainy, rainy day or after a couple of days of rain and looked at your shoes as you got to the door and thought twice about tracking that mud into your house? Do you see your yard after the rainy season as it gets into summer and you see this hard, almost like concrete, lumpy soil that nothing really wants to grow out of? Are your plants not growing as fast as they should or producing new growth or new fruit when they should be? That's another indicator. Does your soil not drain well? Clay soil holds water in in big volumes, and that's something, it's a great indicator that, hey, maybe I've got clay soil here. So we've heard about all the fixes. We've heard about gypsum, add sand, add peat, add organic, add topsoil. Which of these things actually work? Which of these things are a big waste of time? Which of these things might just change your garden forever? That is exactly what we are going to talk about today. Hey there, new stewards of the earth. Fall is for composting, and that means it's time for Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost. It's farm-made, organic, true organic, biodynamic, and non-GMO. And it's screened to an eighth of an inch, which is the perfect size for a finished compost to compost your fall garden. So it's loaded with tons of beneficial microbes, um, which are naturally occurring, And that means it offers a food source for the microbes in your soil. And it's also a great source of clean organic matter. You can get the one cubic foot size of Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost at your local nursery. Or you can get the six quart or 12 quart bags of Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost online at malibucompost.com forward slash shop. Clay soil holds a ton of plant nutrients because of the cation exchange uh, capacities, or the CEC. That's basically the ability of soil to hold on to a particular group of nutrients. So 
when we think a lot of times that clay is a bad thing, clay is not a bad thing. Clay is actually a great thing. It's a fantastic thing. And it's a really uh, important thing for us to find out a way to how to unlock those nutrients. Clay soil um, can hold nutrients, but it can also hold fertilizer. It can also even hold pesticides, which for us now as modern farmers, um, that's an issue when it comes to modern ag and to modern home gardening. But here's the thing. We're not the only folks that have had to deal with this issue. For as long as man has tried to grow, especially food, clay soil has been a major obstacle. Breaking the plane of the surface of the soil has always been an issue for mankind. And that all changed with the invention of the plow. The plow is what started the process of tilling the soil. And tilling the soil has really been one of the big ways that people historically in our world of modern ag and modern gardening have tried to attack the quote unquote problem of clay soil. So more than 10,000 years ago in Mesopotamia, um, which is Greek for between two rivers, and um, in an area that is uh, mostly Iraq, Syria, Turkey, they started to use really simple plow-like tools called ards. And these little wooden plows um, were developed about four to 6,000 years ago. It changed everything because it started us um, being able to create a path to put seed down and then cover the seed. What happened um, with, they were growing crops like emmer, which was one of the first wheats and, and einkorn, which is a very primitive wheat and barley and flax. And this growing changed everything in terms of civilization. It was then introduced into Greece and into Southern uh, uh, Europe. And that was about 8,000 years ago. And, uh, they created a more substantial uh, plow, another ard. And then what happened ultimately, it turned into the Roman plow. The Roman plow uh, started to invert soil back in on itself, which was another big uh, part of breaking up the soil. What happened to us is the heavy plow changed it all. When the heavy plow was introduced into Northern Europe, where there was uh, historically all of this heavy, heavy clay soil, and those guys had never been able to produce, what it did was it turned the entire European culture on its head. And all of a sudden, you had this big agriculture coming out of Northern Europe, and you had a whole new economy spring up, and you had people that were able to break up clay soil, and soil that was had for them forever not been a fertile soil, now was very fertile. Modern agriculture took then the Roman plow and the heavy plow, and our boy Thomas Jefferson, he created the moldboard plow, and that was in 1784. And what that did is it became a heavier, deeper plow, which, which really became the grandfather of all of agriculture across the U.S. and across the middle of America, which is the, the, the heartland of America. And there was a guy by the name of John Deere. You may have heard of John Deere. You might have seen guys in your neighborhood wearing green caps and people that love John Deere tractors. Well, in the 1830s, a blacksmith named John Deere 
created a cast iron plow. And that became the thing that through the 1850s changed everything in terms of breaking up clay soil. The problem with us is that the heavy use of a plow, what it does is it breaks up the soil and it allows erosion from water and wind. And it gets, the more and more we plow, the more erosion we have. And what's happened in the heartland of America, we've had way too much tillage, way too much plowing. And so you have a whole bunch of runoff that happens because of that. What's happened to us currently and why one of the reasons that as we got further into it, we became no-till farmers and no-till growers is we started looking at not wanting to A, disrupt the biology and B, create runoff and C, create compaction. So all of those things which came from the plow and came from breaking the plane of the soil, very, very important. So this brings us back to clay, how we grow where we grow, what we grow. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna show you how to break up clay soil without ever breaking the surface plane of your soil. My Hi, it's Norma, a biological farmer and the producer of the Healthy Garden podcast. Over six years ago, Malibu Compost brought me onto a 26-acre site to continue the organic protocols they had established for this site. The site had terrible clay soil. It needed to be taken care of entirely organically because they had to make sure the runoff into the waterways had no chemical or synthetic fertilizers or pesticides or herbicides. When I probed the soil six years ago, my soil probe would not go deeper than one and a half inches. Over the next six years, all we used was Malibu Compost Booze Blend Biodynamic Compost, some of the compost that we were able to make on the site with the leaf litter on the site, along with compost tea sprays and drenches to inoculate more biology. Now, at the sixth year, my soil probe goes all the way down to its 15-inch capability. Those three items, along with proper watering, have completely changed the soil structure to a beautiful soil tilth for all the thriving plants and trees there. They are also saving money because over the years, less and less compost was needed as the topsoil grew.
All right. We've been to Mesopotamia. We've been to ancient Greece. We've been to Southern Europe. We've been to Northern Europe, and we came to America. So we've been all around the globe on this story of clay soil, which isn't what we normally would think when we think about clay soil. So today, many people still believe, you know, that you have to till or even worse, rototill the soil to combat clay conditions. Several of the well-known gardening experts, and I put those in quotes, teach about using things like bark and sawdust, manure, leaf mold, compost, peat moss to improve clay soil. I have heard many lectures and read many articles about adding two to three inches to up to six inches of organic materials to the top of the garden, then rototilling it or digging it into that top six or so inches of the soil into the beds to break up clay soil. That sounds like a lot of work to me, and it seems a little crazy, and I've done it. Then you got other people that when they get into the lawn and garden side of it and the landscape side of things, they, they look at things in terms of percentages and in terms of topsoil. And they want you basically, um, I'll give you an, a, a quote here from the University of Missouri Extension, suggests that organic matter make up at least 2% to 3% of the soil for growing lawns and for gardens they want it to be almost 6% for flowers and landscapes. So let's take a quick look at this. If you've got a half an acre of land, right, uh, the top six inches of soil, the top soil, that will weigh on a half an acre, it weighs about a million pounds. So if you wanted to increase your organic matter by even 1%, that means you've got to put out 10,000 pounds of organic matter out onto that half acre. To me, that seems like a lot of organic matter, and it seems like a lot of heavy lifting somewhere and a lot of strategic planning somewhere, or as my old pal George Bush would say, strategery, and I'm thinking, not going to do it. The other thing that everybody talks about when we go uh, to the, the idea of breaking up clay soil is they've talked forever about using gypsum. Hey, as a landscaper, I used it, you know, um, you know, it's a, it's a mined mineral and a lot of people have used it for, you know, for forever. And the idea is because it's a very small particulate will get in there and break up and push apart uh, the clay. For me, you have to use it all the time. A lot of it washes away and that stuff creates other issues in terms of other areas of your garden and other areas of the wildlife and of the ecology. Besides the fact that it can, it can cause an increase in leaching of um, iron and manganese and potassium, which can cause nutrient deficiencies in different types of plants. The other thing regarding the ecology is that they're now talking about using gypsum as a cure-all for runoff because it binds uh, soluble phosphorus. And what farmers are doing now, because they're not using great fertilizer, they're using it as an end-all and be-all that it's going to clean the water that gets down into the waterways. And there's been many university studies that talk about that. I'm not so convinced that that's the best approach because when you're talking about using manures, fertilizers, biosolids, that farmers have been historically using in America and then saying to them, go ahead and keep using them and we're going to go ahead and put gypsum down because it's going to go ahead and, and, and bind this and then you're going to be able to have okay runoff. My thought is, no, let's not use that as 
a way to solve the problem. Let's solve the actual problem. And plus, they're, they're paying farmers to take the uh, gypsum uh, and use that on their farms. Again, I, that doesn't make sense to me. Let's solve the problem. So how are you going to fix your clay soil? Anybody have an idea? You guessed it. Drum roll, please. Microbes, starting with my favorite, bacteria. So remember, bacteria, we've discussed this. They're the, they're the one-celled organisms. A teaspoon of, of a good bacteria generally has between 100 million and a billion bacteria in it. What happens is, is when you're putting down organic matter that has bacteria in it, there is a thing called a polysaccharide. It's a gummy substance that's on the bacteria. And what happens is that gummy substance, it will, and it comes from, you know, it's in the, it's in the, in the root layers of, of roots of, and plant debris. It's a mucilage. And what happens is it will stick together the particulates and draw them apart. And what that does, it also starts to help, help create healthy soil and bond and create tilth in soil. So using bacteria, using microbes, is a lot more effective and a lot more like mimicking nature than any of the other things that were discussed earlier uh, in terms of what are the traditional uh, fixes. Using the bacteria will change the soil structure of your garden. So what do I, what am, what do I want you guys to do? What I want you to do is I want you to top dress your soil every spring and fall with a good finished 100% true organic compost at one inch every year until your soil composition and structure starts to change. And you're going to be watching and you're going to be watching and sometimes it's sometimes it happens quickly depending on how much clay soil you have and what else what other components are in your soil and sometimes it's like watching a pot boil waited for it to boil. It takes, it seems like it takes forever, but it, it doesn't really. So for that first, you know, year, you're going to be watching. By year two, your soil composition is definitely going to change. And you do the same thing. You put it out there at one inch every spring and every fall. Then what I want you to do is after that, and that you see you're starting to have soil, some soil till start to be created. I want you to go to half an inch after that, those first couple of years. Besides that, I want you to top dress at a 16th of an inch every eight weeks, excluding the winter months. And what you're going to do, rather than rent a rototiller or buy a rototiller and buy all this other stuff, you're just going to be acting the part of nature. You're going to be dropping um, you're going to be dropping a finished compost onto the soil, and then you're going to water that in with your wand. And what you do is you water uh, on the composting side of it, you water every couple of weeks until that goes in. When you're just doing that light 16th of an inch top dress, just let the natural moisture and the natural water take care of itself and do that. Lastly, on how to fix your clay soil, I want you to make a compost tea and then do a tea drench over your entire garden in the months that you're not putting out compost and excluding the winter months. What that is going to do, it's going to feed 
the biology that's in the soil. It's also going to, again, create more fissures. It's going to get stuff down to um, uh, major and minor nutrients, down to root level. And it's, again, it's going to help keep breaking up that clay. It's going to help create tilth, and it's going to give you a really good base. What also happens in terms of aeration as you're doing this process, this wonderful thing happens with earthworms. They will start to come and they're coming after the bacteria. So you're going to start to create other forms of aeration in there. And what you're doing is you're doing everything naturally. You're doing everything biologically. You're doing everything in a very, very simple, small dose, which is mimicking nature. That frequency that we keep talking about on this show, that frequency. You just keep doing it like you're doing nature. So what happens here? The microbes are going to do all the heavy lifting for you. They're going to dig the soil. The polysaccharides, they're going to go ahead and bind that clay and they're going to open it up. They're going to, and they're going to help create that aeration that you seek and that your plants seek and that the roots of your plants are seeking. The only thing that you need to do is to keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing this over and over and over. Believe me, guys, I've tried the other ways. This is the way. This is the kinder, gentler, softer, easier way because I've done all the other ones. I, I did landscaping for years and years and years, and that never, ever, ever gave us the result that we were really looking for. Not until we got into the biological remedy, the microbial remedy, did we start to see the kind of growth and the kind of health that we were looking for. This is nature, and your garden is nature, so let's give it what it really needs. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we will answer them in our new format on the first Monday of every month. Also, download, subscribe, and follow the Healthy Garden Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Google Podcasts, or on the Malibu Compost website on the homepage. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic fertilizer trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true organic and healthy garden. Until then, healthy and happy gardening.